Folks, I get high on all of you. And I want to take you higher.
Yes, you know me. I couldn't get through one show without one major error. You are listening to Shaggy Soul Shakedown. Remember, we are everyday people.
Something that touched my heart And it began this way Just like the river I've been running ever since He said it's been a long time coming But I know my change is gonna come
Like, I can't even... They are right. We do expect something in... See? I mean, it's crazy. There is just no trust. All of those people are just some sharks. Like, no trust. Sharks. Maybe that'll be our... <laughs> Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Oh, snap. Betsy DeVos, we're calling you out. Oh, happens to Betsy. Let's... How far can we ruin education? Let's start with Michigan! Yay! Michigan! Michigan! I'm Michigant. Yeah. I'm really worried about Betsy DeVos. I'm really worried about Betsy DeVos. Heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. She's a shark! She's a shark! If you think I'm understanding your question correctly about proficiency, I would also correlate it to competency and mastery so that each student is measured according to the advancement that they're making in each subject matter. Secretary of Education. Well, that's not growth, that's proficiency. Oh, well, that's growth. That's not proficiency. She doesn't know. I don't know. None of us know. Betsy DeVos. Betsy DeVos. Secretary of Education. She's a shark. She's a shark. She should fight some grizzlies. (laughs) I would imagine that there's probably a gun in the school. I would imagine there's probably a gun in the school. Bang, bang. To protect from potential grizzlies. Bang. Grizzly bears in Michigan. Didn't know there were busy bears in Michigan. Ever heard about Columbine? (laughs) There weren't no grizzlies, just a bunch of kids in coats killing other kids. Don't worry, because at least they're buying guns, which is good for the economy, right? Betsy DeVos claimed that historically black colleges and universities are pioneers of school choice. What? That started from the fact that there were too many students in America who didn't have equal access to education. Just, just segregation. Brown versus education, 1954. Not enough education, just segregation. Segregation, yeah. I love homeschooling and charter schools and all that stuff, cause it's for segregation. Not education, segregation. Let's bring it back. Let's make America great again. Make America great again. Make America great again. When the white people were in charge. Yeah. Soft dark money. My family is the biggest contributor of soft money. Soft, soft. To the Republican National Committee. Buy my way in, buy my way in. Buy my way, $47 million. Did it buy my way in, did it buy my way in. I have decided to stop taking offense at the suggestion that we are buying influence. Oh, buying influence with our soft money, buying influence with our soft money. Now I simply concede the point. They are right. We do expect something in return. For investment. Like a job, like a job, like, I don't know. How about education secretary? Oh, grizzly bears in classrooms. Oh, let's shoot them. We expect to foster a conservative governing philosophy consisting of limited government and respect for traditional American virtues. That word tradition again. And virtues. Oh. 
She means white. American virtues. She means white. American American virtues. Oh, she, she means white. And we expect a return on our investment. She bought herself in. Bought herself in. She's white. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
Chinese Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sick. Get down, get down, get down, get down. Nasty Cat will be live soon. Hello. 
celebration to last throughout the years. So bring your good times and your laughter too. We gon' celebrate your party with you. Come on now. And have a good time Celebration We go celebrate And have a good time It's time to come together It's up to you What's your pleasure Everyone around the world Come on It's a celebration Mississippi. This is Nasty Cat Broadcast, coming to you live from San Francisco, California, down at Mutiny FM. I'm joined by some lovely ladies and some funky gentlemen out in the audience. Gonna pull up their mics in a minute. Let's see, who do we have? Three and four. My hosts tonight are the lovely Marie. Hello. Do you enter? Oh, there we go. I'm learning how to work this still. We're in training, so uh, we're in training, just gonna go ahead and throw so that out. <laughs> Don't judge. Don't judge. Hello, I'm guest hosting. I'm Marie. Yeah, yeah I love this it. I'm Tori. Out in the audience, we have some strapping young men. Oh, um, so strapping. Hello, guys. Yeah. Can we can we hear them? Can we hear them? Could you please speak up? Hello. 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 There. Are they coming oh, up there. now? We got one. We got one on the hook. We are so strapping. Oh. <laughs> the Chris is strapping. There are so the straps strap are tight. The straps are tight. Very tight. <laughs> okay, so we're all, we're all here. We made it. And uh, this is where the, the magic begins. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, we have beer and gin and a lot of weed to smoke. <laughs> And a lot of topics to discuss. Uh, mostly we're celebrating with Cool and the gang because it's our last training session. It's our last one. Oh. 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 
and what that means is we're about to get real nasty. So come mid-March, the 11th to be exact, it'll be the day after the turn around the sun for myself. 31, 31 revolutions around the sun. And I would love for you all to join us down here at the Muni FM station. Um, also, please feel free to call in with questions, comments, concerns, 415-550-0511. Hot topic for tonight, circumcision. Are you cut? How they didn't cut? tell us about this when we came in. This is why we have strapping in men. Yeah, so just also. drop the pants and start telling your story. Circumcision, his Whoa, choice, his decision. <laughs> the pants have been dropped for about 10 minutes now. There's nothing I've just been waiting for you here. to say something. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that you brought circumcision up because I have a fantasy. I have a fantasy about taking an uncircumcised dick and pulling it up and then pulling the foreskin up over the dick and putting whiskey in that foreskin because I want whiskey dick for real. <laughs> I was not ready for that. I was not ready. I was not ready. I was riding it. I stayed on that wave with no, her. I was, I was really waiting because I've been looking up the history like, of circumcision. And they were like, you have to look at the fact that rats still want to live in the, the, the schmegma. the stretchy navel. Not the stretchy navel. The, the schmegma part of a horse. Okay, so apparently rats want to live in the, the, you know, the foreskin of a horse. And so you can't negate that. I swear to God, this is what came up when I was looking up the history of circumcision. Wait, when was this coming out? So many is the best when did this for become rats. a main so issue? Megma is the best protein to rats. It is. It is. It is. The best protein. Farm life, am I we right? Could save, <laughs> we could save children with schmegma. I don't know about that. Oh, we can take God. the schmegma, use the yeast, and bake it into bread. We can save children. Oh oh I don't, I don't. We, already, we, already, we already made beer out of it. So. <laughs> The next obvious step is yogurt. Oh my god. The next obvious step is to get rid of circumcision because it's not necessary. And I think this is a relevant topic that we need to discuss because obviously. Arthur, people why are you shaking your head? Arthur is shaking his head because he he ain't ready, he ain't ready for this. <laughs> he ain't ready. No, Arthur, I, I think you need to I'm come sorry, up on the mic. No. His head shaking distracted me. No, I think Arthur needs to make a statement. <laughs> How do you feel about the genital mutilation of most of the American children since 1953? <laughs> 1953, that's real. That's real. Yeah, I'm that just making up dates, but isn't that what Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I don't know anything. Are you kidding me? I just pretend. I just sound like I know what I'm talking about. Are you kidding me? I'm just saying that American moms have been lazy since what, the 50s? So they chop off the tips of their baby's dicks because they don't want to clean them out. You just got to get intimate with your son and clean out his dick. It's not that big of a deal. I just teach them how to clean themselves. I mean, it's so simple. Well, one definitely comes before the other. Yeah. I mean, you know, first you got to wipe ass and then you teach how to. There we go. So that's just like wipe dick. Yeah, just like wipe dick. Wait, is, is your microphone up? Can we can we hear you? It should be louder. That's one. <laughs> can we hear? It? There you are. Good enough. Um, but no, I think that we need to have this serious conversation because this started, it had it, it had its roots in religion. So if you're not doing this from a Puritan standpoint, why are you doing it? And why is this so routine? You are cutting off one of the most sensitive areas on the male body. And it's just a practice that is done without thought. 
why? Why is that? Well, I mean, if you look at some of the history behind it, at least to my knowledge, also it was used to be a like a sanitation issue, whereas right. now it's not necessarily thought of quite in the same way as a sanitation issue. But if you think about how the bathing practices were different, the ability and access to water was different, yes. how there were obviously religious sects that picked it up more specifically than others, that's different than what we're doing today. Because today it's more about uh, continuity and the fact that it's widely accepted. I don't personally have a viewpoint, I think that's whatever people want to do, but if you, at the same time, I've understood that it's a religious element, and then I've also heard that it's just very common practice. I only know that, or I've only heard that that's part of the history, is that it used to be actually relevant as a sanitation well, issue. No one wants a smelly dick. I mean, that was well, like, that was the thing, is like, if you didn't have access to water, sand. you had a smelly dick if you didn't, like, and who knows, they didn't have Q-tips back then to clean out all that schmegma, like, they didn't have, like, the tools that we do now. <laughs> Right, <laughs> they were lacking basic supplies. Right, they didn't have Q-tips. Were so extinct at that well, point. It's true. It made sense back then. Like, it, 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 it could, could you step up? Now. Could you step I, up I to the microphone, sir? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes sense back then. Like, certainly doesn't make any sense now. Back then, it was a, a, a more of a, I guess, it would be a health concern. Whereas now, it's purely traditional. So, Chris, are you saying that you would want your foreskin? I'm saying I don't know what it's like to have one. <laughs> so, like, Here's the debate. I, I'm not saying I lament. I like lament my dick the way it is, but <laughs> I, I, I don't. I can't say. I have no. I have yes, I think. I think I we have. A, I don't know what it feels like to have one, and do I, you? Because you seem to be yes, saying, I've asking no, Chris, he laments. James, no, I, do you? I, I, no, that was robbed from me. See, I, I grew up in Bible Belt, so that was like, pff, I was out the womb, no foreskin. So, oh. what, what, uh, you, yeah, you were not? born without a foreskin? I think that'd be, yes, I was born, <laughs> I was born without foreskin. No, he's a hybrid. But like, you know, perspective. you think about Thank it. You. I know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be an experience you'd want, though? Like, I kind of lament that. Never a conversation that I really brought up, but yeah, sure, why not? Why not have a foreskin? I like it. I I like that because I actually was born with foreskin and um, carried on till 17 years old and realized, hey, I was raised by Christian, uh, Christian family and Christian dad that was like, I'm never gonna look at you. I'm never gonna tell you what to do with that because that's wrong. Something biblical about maybe not talking about how to clean the penis. Anyways. 17 years old, I was circumcised. So I had sex before being circumcised. And yes, tingly, wonderful. There was a lot of sensation. And then without. But also, that was a crazy sensation to be circumcised at 17. Yeah. Wow. With yeah. anesthetic or just. Oh my god. Just natural. Wow. Natural. Natural. Yeah. Ow. So wait, did you go into the doctor's office and you were like, I'm ready for my routine circumcision? No, no, no. I was on water polo and I was like, okay. So we all look similar, but um, it's very different. So I want to go in and be like, what's going on, doc? And he was like, well, this is going on. This is actually a medical, um, let's say, a procedure that we have to do because you you can't pull your skin back. So it was necessary rather than 
just, oh, do you want it or not? But at the same time, it was kind of interesting to have that experience before and after. Do you miss it? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Just straight up. Yeah. Yeah. He misses it. Yeah, man. So did they give you any other option? It was just like, you have to lose this and then you'll be... It was, Perfectly fine. Yeah, there was no other option. Just um, there was no. I mean, had I pulled back, had it been horse mm-hmm. can hole, hence he didn't masturbate retract. enough. Clearly, and that and it was is that great? Right? But so it was interestingly different because it never retracted, so it was different. Huh. Uh, yeah, didn't hmm. know that that was a problem. Okay, so there a lot, of, that- a lot of skin in the penis. Mm. Was this like, mm. is this a common thing? I mean, is this actually, so is this yeah. like, so as a preventative measure, because it could and be. And it happens more in the, let's say, Christian communities where they're not really yeah. like, hey, we have no idea what these not kids are doing. We're not going to talk, right. talk about that. And it's like, well, Which is very common. what's happening? Like, you got to clean it out, do a lot of things, but also pull it back. Yeah, just yeah, you just, know, just, just take pull care the of skin back and, yeah. and then get the skin the curtains, ready man. for what's happening. <laughs> open, open Part the curtains, let the get in begin. there and wash that thing. <laughs> pull that thing back. Yeah. Well, and that yeah. kind of yes. actually brings up how communication <laughs> about <laughs> all of these things can be really important. Because if Absolutely. you don't talk about it, then how are people going to know? Yeah. what is required and then it could become a health issue or crazy, it could become a problem later down the line and that's why we're here tonight that's why we're going to be here every saturday night for the rest we're not going to always life. talk about this though Get no 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 no, no. Deep, this is deep tissues <laughs> i mean deep issues tissues this is subdermal here's the thing i understand where it comes from religiously like uh the jews i'm a jew we got a covenant with yahweh he takes the tops of the baby's dicks that's cool i don't know what he does with them I don't care if he puts them on his fingers like olives and eats them off or if they're like he like deep fries them like calamari or maybe he uses them like croutons on a Caesar salad I don't know skin box maybe whatever he does finger puppets absolutely whatever Yahweh wants to do with the baby dicks that's fine but that's covenant between the Jews they've like they've been doing it for years but why have the American women caught on and I'm telling you it's laziness I'm telling you that no one wants to touch baby dicks but if you put an 18-month-old in a puddle of water, he will play with his dick. That's just what happens. They're boys. They love to play with whatever. You give them a truck, they'll play with that. Play with their dick, too. I think we it's all fun. do. I think we all like to play with ourselves a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. When did you did you masturbate as a young child? I know I did. I mean, I don't have vividly clear memories I'm not going to answer that question. Why not? Why Tori not? Did. Don't be nervous about Tori it. Already, last week, we already we, decided that Tori was very in touch with her sexuality. If you missed that yeah. uh, training demo. <laughs> That was expressed clearly, and I think that's a very smart and humble thing to say because there are many studies out there that prove children are aware of themselves from a very young age, and so to condone or to, you know, if anything, to say no to that, that's bad behavior, that's actually more unhealthy than just letting a child experiment and find themselves. That is human nature, so to deny that is unnatural. See, I think we're way too nice to children. 
children because in Victorian days, What's kids didn't get to sit at the table. They sat behind you, no, and you gave them whatever you didn't want to eat off your plate. The hush puppies. That's how I feel like we should be treating children. They have way too much entitlement now. They used to be subjugated like they should be, and now they are so entitled. They think they are the most important little beings in the world. We're fucking them up by teaching them how what a special little sunflower they are, you know, like a snowflake. But I, I'm going to... Marie, please. I can see it in your eyes. Go first. Uh, I more so have questions about that. I'd like to make sure I understand before I respond. But the thing is that in Victoria times, I think that's a little different than now because there are different opportunities. Um, But the way that children are treated definitely is lenient nowadays. And I think a lot of that has to do with social structures, but I think a lot of that also messes up children, it, or at least makes them feel that they are entitled to certain things that are very basic. And like, for instance, if a child starts throwing a fit, the parent is no longer permitted socially to tell Smack them that they're- Smack them in the face! Well, or to tell them that they're behaving in a manner that's not only about them and that they're making everyone uncomfortable. Yeah, or, I love that. I mean, I give him the stink eye all the time. The little kid having a tantrum on the bus, I give him that look like, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. You are like, ruining my day. And part of that, I give him that look. The stink eye. Is, is there a question from the audience? You don't give the kids stink eye? That's because these are the kids who are getting the stink eye right here. These grown men who are still... Tr- I love you guys. But no, seriously. Love you guys. Can you hear that? Hi, Arthur. I wish you would come up to the microphone and share your experiences with us since uh, apparently it's only women talking about circumcision. And Jonathan, thank you so Yay, much for sharing you. that thank personal you, story. You're awesome. I hope you didn't want to remain anonymous. You should Oops. definitely not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we could repeat that if you your story loud and proud. Oh, my God. The hilltops. I come on out. down. Circumcision by choice. Yes. Um, no, I. So here's the thing, though. Children are the future, right? So it's not that there are entitled children as there are entitled people out there. Absolutely. So you project onto your children whatever it is you are going through or want them to be in the world. But there are also good people out there. And there are also really good children out there who don't have a good home. So, you know, maybe we could just take them away from the entitled assholes and give them to better homes. I well, agree. And plus, that okay goes back that. to why education is quite as important as it is. Because it is. if they have a place, even if their house is good, bad, whatever, they have a place that can homogenize all the children and at least make it so everyone has a better perspective or not better necessarily but that they understand what is actually going on around them rather than just what they see at home and then a reflection of their home and then back home so how do we improve education and that's where it begins i'm just throwing it out there art i think that if you really want it it, it's the best way to get kids to learn is to give them freedom of expression in a safe space so that they, they can contribute to the to the conversation. Because so many kids are afraid to speak, they're, they're shy, or they, they don't feel comfortable in group dynamics or whatever. But if you're dealing with art and people are freely expressing themselves and you're saying, oh, look, this is what comes out of you, and that's good. I mean, that's sort of the way to start, I would think. Definitely. Just get the conversation going. Just 
start an open conversation. Yeah, well, um, art, and then if you can even bring in critical thought as why that art is good or bad, like if you can teach kids aesthetic, I mean, that's weird, like, oh, the kids should have an aesthetic, because I don't, I think everyone does, but they don't even recognize it anymore because we've called critical thought from our education system, but I think critical thought is the key, and we need to get back to that, like looking at things and saying, well, why do I like this? Why don't I like this? What about this what bothers does it mean me? To me? Yeah, what does this mean? What does this even mean? Like, what, that I can't get off that movie The Lobster, because I keep thinking about it, but it's like, I'm like, like what does it mean? I liked Fat Colin Farrell. It is, I liked Fat Colin Farrell a lot, too. I did. He made me feel good. Still I haven't seen that, that movie. Meg saw without me. I'm still pissed about it. <laughs> I actually still list. I missed the last five minutes of that movie. I was like, this is so good. God, I have to take a piss. And then I never saw the end of it. So. It's okay. It, wouldn't, it would only make you sad, Chris. and it would be oh, difficult Meg's to go through. Movie viewing experience. I, yeah, this is life. this is why we don't re- review movies on Nasty Cat because I've seen about maybe two thirds of all movies out there. Right, like, and like Blade enough. Runner. How much of Blade Runner have you seen? Like maybe a third. Yeah, right. I'm the same. This way. is actually what what movie do I always confuse? Blade Blade Runner with where I'm like it's the vampires and you're like no it's oh, not the you va- confuse it with the interview with the vampire <laughs> are you serious those completely really different movies um, it's because you're thinking of Blade next you're gonna say Blade one about oh no no that's oh, right that's Blade, right that's yeah it. yeah right. maybe all three of them that's I don't know I'm gonna be right. honest I mostly Bond watch the History the Channel that's another whole thing yeah with Blade Fiction is not my strong movie. point. Nonfiction, however, fantastic. Well, they're both nonfiction. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> they're both <laughs> really. <laughs> Vampires are they real. Are they are nonfiction. Holy shit. Vampires Get ready for the apocalypse. Yes. Wait, Harrison Ford really what? What was that Harrison about? Ford circumcised or uncircumcised? Is that something you can look up on the internet? Harrison yes. Ford, you <laughs> need to call us right now. 415 No, Harrison so Ford. Skin, no skin. <laughs> Where I to begin? It's Four skin check marks. No skin. skin or no skin. <laughs> call in. Four skin and seven years ago. <laughs> we redacted that bitodermis. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Bloodbath. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to hang on to that. Um, also, I think this is a good time to mention that coming up March 11th is our actual premiere. So again, this is a soft mirror. This is a soft mirror. We're just, we're just putting the paws on the table. We're not really serious right now. We're just having a good time and it's going to continue to be a good time, but we're going to have some more serious topics to talk about. March 11th is our launch date. I hope you will come join us down at the studio, Mutiny FM. Come be nasty with it. Please come be nasty. You can bring your own beer. You can't drink outside. You can be part of the audience. You cannot sit in a box. You cannot eat with a fox. <laughs> but you can look at fox. You can you guys are pretty observe fox. Don't watch yes. fox. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, do not. Come. I mean, if you want to watch fox, then you better recognize Come what you're watching. The, the funny thing is, you, you guys Please actually follow. There's going to be a really great show before your show, which is 21 plus next, where I got a soccer mom, and she's going to be speed dating 21 comedians. And um, so there's going to be the table on stage with two microphones and she's going to speed date a comedian for two minutes. And if she likes him, she's going to say, "Okay, do some material. 
and then he does material until she's bored and she goes next and then another comedian comes up and speed dates her for two minutes and at any time she can go next so she can even go next before they even get up on stage if she's not interested but I have she's 46 and she's a soccer mom and she's wicked hot and she lives in um Walnut Creek and she was like I want to fuck some 30 year old comedians Pam and I was <laughs> like up, let girl. me make a show for you and so <laughs> this is going to happen and what the, the winner whoever she chooses at the end we give them a pizza and then they're going to go Netflix and chill <laughs> Because her kids are with their dad that weekend, so they're oh. gonna go back to her house in Walnut Creek, and they're gonna. We're gonna. I think I'm gonna get like one of the take and bake pizzas from like Costco, so they can just can take we- it back to her house in Walnut Creek, and they can bake it um, together and, and, and then make. Someone it. hand me my backpack. Yeah, <laughs> can we take and bake that half joint right now? It. Oh yes, thank you. <laughs> so. You want them to be able to eat it while it's still warm. <laughs> well, I want them to warm it themselves. I'm not going to take the pizza. With their and loins. So it's going yeah, to be like a take and bake pizza that when they get there, they can put it in the oven, you know, like 400 degrees, 25 minutes, take it out nice and crispy, and they can Netflix and chill and have a pizza. She gets to choose whichever. Dream. We have two girls who have actually entered. They were like, we'll switch. We'll make her switch teams. <laughs> Can you choose the topping? <laughs> More importantly, right? Can you choose the topping? Let's be real. Exactly. That Let's is a very real. good question. She, but here, she's a soccer mom and she has that. a house in Walnut Creek, so I'm sure she has lots of that. extra toppings at her house. I bet she has canned artichoke hearts. I mean, come on. I'm sure she has that in her. I'm sure she shops at Trader Joe's. She's got canned artichoke sure hearts and probably olives, sardines, sardines if they want them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've got the freshest caviar that TJ's has to offer. Yes. Welcome to South of the Border, baby. Hola. Little fishes. Little fishes. They pop so cute. Oh, God. I don't even... I've never actually had caviar. I don't know if I could do it. I don't really care for fish that much. It's all right. But I'm I'm just... I'm fine. I'm chilling. You never should eat caviar because it actually tastes like little... It's like soft, crispy balls filled with the essence of fish. Like, that's (laughs) what it tastes like. It's terrible. It's tiny. (laughs) They're tiny. But that's because they pop in your mouth. They're so tiny. They're like... No, it's like, it's the little legs on top of sushi. I can't do that either. Oh, I love those. The tobiko. They're so good. Oh, I hate that. Pop, pop, pop in your mouth. You just savor each dead little baby fish. It's like a tiny fish abortion in your mouth. Oh, God. (laughs) Aren't we talking about circumcision? Yeah, sorry. We've oh, got we've to eggs. On. Girls end up talking about eggs all the time, don't they? Damn women. <laughs> they come but with us. But those eggs are also balls, so I... Yes. Technically, But we were talking about circumcision. Huevos. Don't the Mexicans call them... I mean, in Spanish, don't they call it Pam huevos? Is a racist. <laughs> That's it. We're, we're shipping her out of here. Oh, sorry. We don't agree. They're putting her over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to invest in Mexico right now, invest in spades and ladders. (laughs) Over the wall, under the wall. Spades and ladders. I don't. There is no wall. There will be no wall. There will be an uprising of people. You really don't think there'll be a wall? Fuck no. First of all, I'm not paying for a wall. I will sooner stop paying my taxes and just let the IRS come after me than even live to see that be built while I'm alive. I agree with that. Because fuck them. No, absolutely not. Wait, didn't you hear that uh, Mexico is going to pay for something that the president of Mexico said he refuses to pay for? Of course, because... I listen to news. I mean, <laughs> I just don't fucking care. 
we're in weird times, y'all. Oh, it's, yeah, Jonathan has a fun update. Roger Waters is actually going to play, and this is barring if it's going to happen, but not. He's going to play on the U.S.-Mexico border, the wall. <laughs> That's awesome. And it, yeah, because he that. wrote the wall, so he has all <laughs> all the, the rights to that. Yeah. He, owns, he owns the wall. He Maybe that's what Donald wall. Trump meant. He's just going to hire Wa- Roger Waters to sing. He owns the wall! <laughs> He's going to build a really cool concert. We're all going to be pleasantly supplied. It's not just going to be an actual physical wall. It'll just be Roger Waters being awesome. <laughs> that would be pretty just awesome. That's a border. Oh, yeah. Holding a random Has concert. Has to be at the border. Think about that, <laughs> that Mexico's paying for. If Trump wants to build a wall. Roger he's going to have to give fan. Roger Waters some money. Okay. <laughs> we, we need a so wall many. and we need a party. <laughs> wall party. Well, we, wall. Need, we, party. we need a third party is what we need. That's yeah, all we need is a third party. Not based on what they made it up so far. I'm gonna stick with the What is let's let's have a real conversation right now because we're all you know, I think we're all in this room particularly fed up with what is currently representing us as a whole in the rest of the globe. So I'm just wondering what is everyone up for doing? Like let's just say shit gets real and you gotta be ready to throw down like not talking military or you know like I'm gonna get my revolver out and just hold down this fort like no what the fuck like what would you really do to change what is going on in the world right now like on it can be a very small scale it can be grandiose whatever I don't know just so you're saying before martial law that's inevitable because of the divide that they're creating between the haves and the have-nots. So this is like what we can do now while things still exist. This is before this is it everything. actually is life-threatening. Exactly. I mean, it's and already absolutely. life-threatening. Yeah, and exactly. Because it's already there. But like, let's be real. This is where we're at right now. It's not going to get better unless people start stepping up. So what are we all going to do individually to make that happen? Tori, why don't you throw a little knowledge bomb on us? <laughs> yeah. Throw some of that our way, will you? Yeah. I mean, labor needs to own their own jobs. And we are offering an education, a college education, on learning the skills to work and live locally. And this is through the, the... I guess the example you're creating at the Pomeroy Center, or this is just in general what you think should happen with colleges or school systems as a whole? Yes, both. It's happening at the Pomeroy Center, and it's to be that model okay. of what we can do with campuses. So it's education-based. I think at least like on your end, you have this this ability to teach others how to be self-sufficient, Um, How to also just in in general to shift jobs creation from a more corporate base to a locally sourced one. Is that right? Yes. Based heavily in the reuse, excuse me, reuse industry. Like we are, we are the creators of the new industries and that re-industry is the reuse industry. And that's basically. Green technology. All of it. All of it. All of it. All the R's. All of it. The whole story. Yeah. 
I would say that uh, something everybody can do right now to circumvent the sadness of uh, 45 is instead of using him by name, call him 45. I won't actually say his name because I feel like it gives him press and all press is good press, even if it's bad press. So even if I'm saying fuck him, I say fuck 45 because I don't want to. I actually like it because it objectifies him as he has objectified so many women and as he continues to objectify women and not see them as human beings all the time. Uh, just devaluing them uh, purely on their looks uh, what he's done in the past in this misogynistic comics that he's made and, and what he's done to circumvent the feminist work that we've done for so many years I mean so many women have read so many books and done so much work so that I can talk about my butthole on stage you know what I'm saying and I want to talk about my hemorrhoids and that's why I'm a feminist and it bothers me that he's now saying like, oh, now my uterus isn't my own and I can't, the, the abortion thing, all the terrible things. So let's objectify him back and just call him 45. Don't say his name ever. Too much press. Who are we talking about? Donald? Right. <laughs> call him 45. He's the 45th Trump. president. We're talking about Trump. I won't say Donald. his name. Sorry, that's, uh, I call him Trump. 45. I'm Trump. sorry. That, okay. If you want to get technical, it's Trump. Is yeah. his Trump. German name? Trump. That's my man. Traditional. That's my man. Thank right you. Right there, you want to get traditional Trump? It's okay. Trump. Originally, oh, Trump he changed estate. it to sound cool. But I'm just saying, everybody, <laughs> call so him better. 45 if you can, because it, it devalues him. It takes away some of his power, because a person's name is sort of who they are and their worth. And if we can take away his name and and look at what he's doing and not see him as the person, all he is is a cult of personality, which even Marx wrote a whole uh, manifesto on the cult of personality back in 1849 or something like that. And it's so crazy that that's what's happening again. And And how we so easily as people create our own, I don't know, the, the celebrity is compost toilet. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> compost. Compos- yes, right now. <laughs> compost. All right. Everyone dry flush. Dry flush. That's going to be one of the main industries that we're going to flip San Francisco out. Absolutely. We are going to be the first city that is literally dry flush. Yeah. You will have water pumped into your apartment and wherever. Yes, to take your showers, to clean your dishes. But no, your toilet is dry flush now. We are switching the industry. Absolutely. I hundred percent. Yes. What, what wasting of water that we're doing? Yeah. And how so many there's new- that industry that the Shift Academies are going to be promoting. So we are the jobs creators. You're going to get a job. Tori, I think for, you have to break yeah. down dry flush for anyone out there who's like never me. been in California and experienced. I, would, a, uh, it's really I don't know what that is. Without water, so uh, no, no, no. This is, uh, this is way very, simpler than that. Yes. It's, it is that. Yes, there's that system. Yes, the one you just spoke of. Yes. This is a different one, but similar. So dry yeah, flushing is... It's a, a five-gallon Home Depot bucket. It's orange. We've all <laughs> seen them. We've all bathed in them. We know what that bucket does. <laughs> the many things. Five gallons. A five-gallon bucket. Okay, so we know that five-gallon bucket intimately. Put a toilet seat on it. Make it look good. And then next to it, you have another bucket with um, dry carbon, um, wood shavings. Like shavings. Wood chips. Yeah, so you put a bunch of that in first. And then you just do your business. And then instead of flushing, like, ka-ching. No, you just go plunk. A dip of wood chips. And that's it. And no smell, no nothing. Anyway, that eventually fills up. You lift up your toilet seat. You spin on the top. You pull it out. And outside, you have your compost pile. 
managed appropriately turning into fertile soil for your fruit trees. That's isn't the life it, cycle. Isn't it rough though? Because if you're if you eat too much protein, like isn't that not necessarily good for the soil? Like some of our no 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 no. Pam, you are, learn how to mix what you need to mix. Especially you. You would be like, I know how much to put on that. There's a way like, to balance. It's just it's an easy balance. You just keep putting that on until it doesn't like you can't smell it or see it. Oh, no, Simple. I think she's saying, like, if you were to ingest, like, protein, like, a high amount of protein, that would transfer of that to the soil? compost. Of that to the soil? To the compost, yeah. Yeah, no, you only want to put it around fruit trees, Pam, just because oh. of the pathogens. Okay. The fruit tree can take it. You don't want to put it on your food like lettuce or anything right. in okay. your crops. Okay. Fruit okay. trees. So your Specifically, shit your shit goes trees. to our fruit tree. Okay. Awesome. No, that's what I want Fertilization. Yeah, We're like, fertilizing our fruit trees. So I love that life cycle. We're fertilizing our fruit trees. So when anyway, we implement that system and it's called dry flush wouldn't that be difficult for apartment complex no simple 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 just like anybody you would just have to you have just set it out on the street once a week set that bucket out yeah that's your job yes or get a neighbor to do it but yeah that's our routine that's our new system people set your little buckets you know out. it and you're right and then you get a bunch of other ones just fresh and clean and there you go run away with your I fresh re- clean bucket i remember when composting in them <laughs> composting first came to, to san francisco yeah, and then they, they made it so that every restaurant has to compost it was a law we're doing it's model programs now so but we don't great. have to flip it all so at Pomeroy, we're showing the example of a little community, a little Disneyland community, only it's real. Yes. Yeah. And this is, these are changes you can implement yeah. in your home. So we're showing you how to do whatever. it. Yes. And then you get like a little certification and it's a c- game of cards. So every time you learn a skill, you get a new card to add to your deck of other cards. It's very cool. It's a very cool game because there's a picture of what you just learned. Like maybe you learned how to make cheese. Cheese. Ooh. Other side is the curriculum. What exactly did you learn, sir? And we'll flip over the side. That's what you learned. Yeah. You guys teach cheese making? Yes. You no, know Pam loves cheese. And like more than just more than just you take the unflavored yogurt and you put it over a coffee filter and it turns into farmer cheese. Like actual taking the milk and heating it up to the right temperature and adding the weird shit and then the rennet and then it does things. Wow. That's cool. I want to learn how to make cheese. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's a cheese. place of education for that. And instead of just getting a certificate that you put on a wall, we've created it into a game, a deck of cards. And the card corresponds with the workshop you took. And then the flip side is the skills that you learned. And it becomes this deck that just keeps growing. That's you can true. say to someone, how thick is your deck? Oh, it's like <laughs> having a Dick. Girl Scout sash with, with, you know, little. Yeah. And it becomes the American game. This so anyway that's the marketing oh, on that. It's called shift future. storm. But what about 45? Hashtag shift storm. What about 45? Who says that there is no global warming? That that's just a myth. Like what do you say? There to are that? so many people who say that. I mean, if you can open your eyes, if you've been alive for more than 20 years, you can see a shift in what's going on in the climate. And if you can read a book or listen to a podcast, you can or see just that it's, go yeah. outside and look up. <laughs> exactly. Or look at general scientific community agreements that actually agree exactly. on something. Well, where once. there's actual it's factual like a majority. We've done it. And if you look at literal like glacial <sighs> shifts that have happened at the largest I just glaciers cry. on the I earth. Cry. Okay, cry. but wait. So Yuck. on the real, we Ugh. talked to this guy from a yeah. geology convention, and he was like, "I would never admit this to any Republican." But in a weird way, as the, you know, human race, whatever, our carbon footprint has yeah. staved off yeah. a little ice age. 
we're 80 years past due for an ice age. Wow. And he said it was most likely due to what our emissions are putting out there into the environment as a carbon footprint overall, whatever you want to call it, global warming. And he was so funny. I mean, he really, it's like you could tell he would absolutely not confess this to anyone else who would be like, yeah, you know, because it is still fucked up that we're hurting the environment, but we probably did stave off that ice age yeah, with all our fucked up shit. So interesting to think about. Yeah. Well, just saying. So now we can just get a flood instead. Now you can just yeah, go well. buy so many SUVs. <laughs> Just fuck it, you know. So there was this terrible thing that happened on Tuesday that nobody noticed because we're all like, look over here, look over here, 45, so ridiculous. They, The house just overturned a law, and it was like 230 to 193. So they just lifted a thing. In Alaska, uh, there's 76 million acres of this uh, wildlife preserve, and now they had they had a thing on there that said you can't trap baby wolves in their dens, you can't shoot bears when they're hibernating, and that was just lifted. So now you can shoot grizzly bears from planes, and you can trap baby wolves in their den, and you can shoot a hibernating bear in the head. And the house overturned that thing that made that not cool. And it's like, this all these crazy things happen without us even knowing. They're overturning, well, they, let's be real. <clears throat> Bannon, Pence, Trump as their puppet are overturning a lot of laws that are in place to protect basic animal, human rights. So... What are I'm we sorry, doing I just this? walked into this and doing? that's fucked up. What are we doing? What are we supposed to do? <laughs> that's monstrous. So now you can go trap, you can go to a baby don't. den. You I don't want to hear go. it again. I'm taking my microphone off. <laughs> it's terrible, I know. It makes you want to cry. I need a break. No, but I, I mean, it's true. This is the thing, though. This right. is happening on a daily basis since... Trump took office, all we've seen is an overturn of policies that were originally enacted to help others to keep things in a system of checks and balances. And this has been fucked from the get-go, from the DNC, from Bernie not getting the recognition that he actually deserved, and then on. Um, yeah. That's exactly. I don't know if you could actually fully absorb that large belch in the background that we got to experience, but that's what this post-apocalyptic election world feels like, is the digestive reverberation of your guttural instinct that says, fuck this shit. I can no longer stand this. So what the fuck are you going to do to change it? Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're all hibernating animals and we're all being poached slowly. <laughs> Thanks Very to that Alaska slowly. law that's now shit. <laughs> Anywho, on a lighter note, it's going to be my birthday in two weeks. Christmas. <laughs> I think we should also have a history of witchcraft, the occult, and Satanism the trifecta because there's a huge difference between all three and there needs to be a deeper more thorough understanding of all three and how this relates to our current society so i'm saying launch date march 11th we cover banking there you go 
along with witchcraft, Satanism, and the occult. <laughs> I think that all ties it. in Bring very well. Friends, did you see the us. thing that the witches did worldwide last night? At yes. The, on the 24th at midnight. I have a group that I'm yeah. in contact with. And, yes. I love the thing about the candle. You either get an orange candle and you put his name in or a tiny orange carrot. And you, <laughs> and you, 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 you know, carve his name in the side of the tiny orange carrot. We read all of the instructions. I, I wanted to do it last night, but I was making those uh, cookie mer- medical cookies, so I didn't. I didn't. That was my own like. Yeah, that was my own like anti witchcraft thing. I made something that yes. other people can ingest that'll change the consciousness. Absolutely, I love witchcraft. I think that cooking is witchcraft. You oh, it totally is. Anything you put your energy into, that's it. It's literally just shaping energy. Magic. Wick, Wicca, the yes, base yes. of Wicca. That is. Shape-shifting energy. So how do you do that? And you can do that in so many ways. Cooking, loving, speaking, art, whatever it is. That's what we're here to do. I can't wait. I think, oh, is that a gin bottle being offered to me? Yeah, we should do that. I think we should also take a light cigarette break. So I'm going to give you all some tracks to hang out with, and we'll be right back. And so castles made of sand melts into the sea eventually. She was crippled for life But she couldn't speak a sound And she wished and prayed She could stop living So she decided to die She drew a wheelchair to the edge of the shore And to her leg she smiled You won't hear me no more But then a sight she never seen Made her jump and say Look a golden winged ship Is passing my way And it really didn't have to stop It just kept on going And so castles Made of sand Slips into the sea
Cat finale, and I just want to share this brief paragraph on wisdom from Keith Basso, an author who wrote Wisdom Sits in Places, and it's about his time spent as an ethnographer with the Western Apache Indians, Native Americans, and when interviewing one of them, Dudley. He asks him on wisdom how he would explain it. He's Keith Basso, the author, is having a hard time grasping the Native American concept of wisdom and how it sits in places, how it sits in the land, and how it refers to them, relates to them. So to that, Dudley says to him, he tells him of a story, and it goes like this. The trail of wisdom, that is what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to speak as the old people do, as my grandmother spoke to me when I was still a boy. We were living at Rotten Field. Do you want to live a long life, she said? Well, you will need to have wisdom. You will need to think about your own mind. You will need to work on it. You should start doing this now. You must make your mind smooth. You must make your mind steady. You must make your mind resilient. Your life is like a trail. You must be watchful as you go. Wherever you go, there is some kind of danger waiting to happen. You must be able to see it before it happens. 
You must always be watchful and alert. You must see danger in your mind before it happens. If your mind is not smooth, you will fail to see danger. You will trust your eyes, but they will deceive you. You will be easily tricked and fooled. Then there will be nothing but trouble for you. You must make your mind smooth. If your mind is not resilient, you will be easily startled. You will be easily frightened. You will try to think quickly, but you won't think clearly. You yourself will stand in the way of your own mind. You yourself will block it. Then there will be trouble for you. You must make your mind resilient. If your mind is not steady, you will be easily angered and upset. You will be arrogant and proud. You will look down on other people. You will envy them and desire their possessions. You will speak about them without thinking. You will complain about them, gossip about them, criticize them. You will lust after their women. People will come to despise you. They will pay someone to use his power on you. They will want to kill you. Then there will be nothing but trouble for you. You must make your mind steady. You must learn to forget about yourself. If you make your mind smooth, you will have a long life. Your trail will extend a long way. You will be prepared for danger wherever you go. You will set it in your mind before it happens. How will you walk along this trail of wisdom? Well, you will go to many places. You must look at them closely. You must remember all of them. Your relatives will talk to you about them. You must remember everything you tell them that they tell you. You must think about it and keep on thinking about it and keep on thinking about it. You must do this because no one can help you but yourself. If you do this, your mind will become smooth. It will become steady and resilient. You will stay away from trouble. You will walk a long way and live a long time. Wisdom sits in places. It's like water that never dries up. You need to drink water to stay alive, don't you? Well, you also need to drink from places. You must remember everything about them. You must learn their names. You must remember what happened at them long ago. You must think about it and keep on thinking about it. Then your mind will become smoother and smoother. Then you will see danger before it happens. You will walk a long way and live a long time. You will be wise. People will respect you. That's all. That was super awesome with the background there, the Jimi Hendrix with the home of the free and the brave that? shit. That I did was not bad plan that. Ass. I that did was not all. Plan that. that was amazing. That was <laughs> that was magical happenstance of art. It was great with the whole American thing I in the did back. Not it changed plan the that, whole thing. To be honest, <laughs> it was so great because it was like. I would like to add that Arthur had his hand up the entire time, <laughs> wanting to say something, but he never. Was he pledging did. allegiance, hailing Hitler, or wanting to ask a question? All three of them. <laughs> it's time. The answer's yes. Arthur, what would you like to say? Arthur, you seemed like you really to wanted mic. to say something, or else you would not have raised your hand at a radio show, so all the people <laughs> could totally see what you're doing. What would you like to say to that? I, your hand said otherwise. <laughs> that seems to Arthur, be this is your moment. Arthur, please put your mouth. Please put your, your mouth on the was. circumcision. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> 
I guess I just made my mind stronger yeah. by doing all the things you said not to do and learning from that. How so? Like, I made every mistake I possibly could and just said, okay, I should never do that again. That's just called life and you learn that from mistakes. Life. It's happened to me every step of the way. Like, every every mistake I could have made, I made. And it's Would you like to be more specific to what she was talking about? Really, no. <laughs> we don't, we don't need that's to incredibly into those personal things. It's okay. But you can if you want to, because I would never want anyone to hold back. Please share. That's what this show is about. None of you have... Uh, we have one man who told us about how he circumcised himself. Is everybody else circumcised in the in the audience? Yarp. They're all, <laughs> yarp. They're all cut? Okay. Actually, I would like to say something as to what... Uh, it, it's mainly because of a word that Pam said earlier, and the word was circumvent. <laughs> <laughs> and it means basically to take another way around, to go another way. And I would also like to take what John did and what he said and what he went through at 17. That's crazy. You know, he has an incredibly unique experience that none of us could ever relate to. Literally, none of us could ever know what that feels like to have one. Because we're all, if we all have one, I'm not sure if anybody here still does. Certainly four women here do not. <laughs> uh, but the two other men behind, or behind. Behind me. Beside me. Behind you. Yes. <laughs> we don't know what they're doing over there. There's, there's a slight partition. There could be so many yes. things. I, I, got, I got my dudes behind me. <laughs> but, um... You. No, I know you. I know you are, babe. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 like, I, I can't speak for them, but I am definitely circumcised, and I don't know what it's like to not be circumcised. And you know, is it possible to make this a choice thing? Uh, to like, you know, to when you, uh, you know, like he was at seventeen, like, could you not do that and then have your child choose to be that? Depending yeah, what on would what be the advantages to, to that? Is that a possible? You know, I'm not sure if that is possible, but it could be possible. I guess, unfortunately, that's up to the parents. You know, when you're that young, you don't have a mind to decide for yourself. Or a choice, because it's normally done pretty quick. You have zero choice. (laughs) You're just a little tiny sponge baby. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just up to them. Your feelings matter not. They basically don't at that point. You don't have any. (laughs) You just cry or you just sit there well you do have feelings you just can't express them you don't know how you don't know what they are well you can't say you don't know what they are i'm just saying to express them would be much harder so i don't know john's story just kind of like i don't spoke to me in a way i'm like that's interesting because most people don't have that and uh, i just wonder if it's a possibility like for you know children nowadays to make that choice once they become of a certain age like if you to not do that but I don't know how you would possibly regulate that. And if you should regulate that, I don't really know. I, it does. You can go even farther, and it goes into trans kids now. There are kids that are as young as nine saying, I'm, I'm a girl, and growing their hair out and saying, I was born with the genetics of a boy, but I'm a girl, and like expressing themselves. And there's even drugs now that they'll give them to stave off puberty so that they can sort of make a choice later if they're gender, if they're questioning their own gender. So they, they've got certain like drugs to make them not literally go through the change so that they can make a choices. hormone treatment. Hormone, yeah. I mean, 
that's, I mean, how everybody deals with their body and how we choose to do that. It's, you know, it seems like such intimate stuff and then we make it all political, but... Yeah, it's, everyone should have dominion over themselves. I mean, right? Yeah, just because we can't relate to a certain thing as long as it's not harming another person, it would be hard to negate that. Why shouldn't you be able to do what you feel is right? I mean, this embodies youth, euthanism, um, euthanasia, right, <laughs> euthanism, euthanasia. Yeah. euthanasia. It's been a long night. Right? No, no, no. Yeah, I you're telling me. Uh-huh. If if. I mean, if I had stage four liver cancer and I didn't want to have to go, I'd be like, put me out in a nice way. Give me the pink juice, you know, like you give the cat. Exactly. Right? Like when you know when your cat is like state, when you have to start giving them weird fluids for their renal failure and your cat's like, meow. And you're like, are we cool, bro? And they're like, meow. And then you have the vet come over and give them the pink stuff. And you're like, isn't that better than... Watching someone like go through all of the measures to expire when it could be nicer. Well, that I'm should sorry, also be your choice. What pink stuff do you give your cat for its penal failure? Um, no, no, no. When you penal kill, failure? when you when you murder your animals by, via vet, you they, they call it the pink the kind stuff. Kind murder. murder. The kind oh. murder. Euthanasia. I'm euthanasia. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. It's they yeah, give him this pink juice and they give it to him like you know they give it intravenously and it's oh, pink for whatever reason. But your animal. when you euthanize your animal, yeah, but we're, so we were talking about euthanizing people too like doesn't that like why should we well when you just that it should be your own decision as to whether or not you want to be euthanized you have the option to end your life whenever you want to and if you want assistance with doing that then so be it i let's mean let's be real though that circumcision is not euthanasia <laughs> no we're, no. we're <laughs> the, the penis is not dead it still has, <laughs> it has this life is, this is definitely <laughs> It's alive! It's alive! It's alive. Oh, for the love of God, it's alive! I swear yeah, we weren't comparing the two, <laughs> but I'm somehow sorry. we I'm are. Sorry. These are not together. It's about choices about your own body. Oh, I mean, oh, you can exactly. Me Circumcision <laughs> is akin to abortion. If yeah. you're cutting off a way. certain thing, I mean, right? If you are taking away, well, I don't know. So here's I don't know the thing: about if, you're, if you're stopping well, life, my penis is dead. You're removing cells from your body. You're removing cells from your body at at purpose, right? So you're saying you cut off the tip of your dick, and that cells that you're removing. I didn't cut off the tip of my dick. Well, the difference is the main difference is that the parents. My penis is not bereft of life. It's not pushing up the daisies. Yet. But the thing about that is abortion is your own choice. Circumcision frequently isn't. That's Thank a you. main and strong point that I want to make. Because mm-hmm. abortion, I would Very like to have good. the choice about that. Absolutely. Circumcision, I mean, parents seem to be able to make that choice for their children as soon as they have them. So... I mean, and one is a very personal choice, and the other one you grow up knowing about, or you have a different perspective, and you end up choosing to change it, and you don't always have that option. Like, I don't know. That's my random spiel, sorry. But, like, abortion, I would say, is significantly different because it's a very personal choice and you have to be able to get pregnant in order to make that choice. Well, why is most of the opposition from a male's perspective. I don't understand why there's this need to control women's bodies or reproductive decisions. And yet, almost every time there's a rally against women's rights for their body, it's predominantly male-led. So what does that say about our society? 
I don't know. I mean, like, you know, when people really think about it, I honestly think that the big portion of the, of the male populace that is against abortion or against, you know, say, for instance, female contraceptives, which is a really big deal right now, are a vast minority. I mean, you think about it, you know, contraceptives would save money in the long run, just economically, not even looking at it from an ethics standpoint, but it would save so much money as far as, you know, kids and so on and so forth, abortions, and then the treatments that come after. There's so many things. Um, but, you know, I really think that those those men are definitely in the majority. Because, I mean, we're at the point in time where it's like, you're on the losing side, buddy. History in 20, 30 years is going to look back just like they look back in the 1960s. It's all inequality. I mean, that's all there is to it. You're on the losing side, pal. I mean, that those men are definitely in the majority. I feel like uh, the majority of men just... They want everybody to be treated equally, and I think it's usually the people who scream loudest are the ones that are seen, not the people who are in the vast agreement that don't really feel the need to speak up against these guys because, I mean, honestly what it comes down to is they're immature, and they're just trying to fling their small dicks around, just trying to make a point that doesn't even fucking matter anymore. We're way past this, guys. You're on the losing team. That's all there is to it. Well, ironically, those loud voices are in our government, which is right. why we have to still talk about exactly. it. Exactly. And they're mm-hmm. like, I don't know, pushing daisies here in the next 20 years. So you got people. But the laws that they make will be standpoint. standing much longer. Along and with the fact that the Supreme Court decisions that such, are getting get passed. Such gore, such gore. Will, I mean, gore such. <laughs> such gore will be happening for the next many years when we get, Gorsuch is the guy he nominated who's totally try, wants to overturn Roe v. Wade and he's getting right. So I just like all the gore, uh, the gore of everyone having abortions in their house. Yay, goat hangers. Such oh, gore, yeah. such gore. referring to Al Gore. <laughs> I did too. I was like, whoa. No, but he, I mean, 2020. Like, <laughs> gore. Though, a lot of those guys are, are from a, a time past. You know, they grew up in an age where everything was much different. Most of the people that make laws nowadays aren't 20, 30-year-old men in the current era making laws. It's people who are 60, 70, 80 years old who grew up with an old mentality. That old mentality is going to take a long time to die. And luckily for us, I mean, I hate to say it, but they're on their way out. I mean, they're going to be pushing up daisies in the next 10 to 20 years. But... but the legal system is built on precedent. If they make precedent, then legal decisions will be more difficult to overturn in the future due to the fact that they have made rulings. Right, but I mean, they can... Like, I would love wrong. for them to be reversed by further, like, by future Supreme Court justices, but that takes a lot... It has to go through a lot of appeals processes, and it has to... Like, I completely agree. I don't think most of the people that I meet are really going to tell me what I can and can't do, right? But those that are in these powerful positions don't have to listen to any of us. No, and they don't. I mean, but that can be said with any government employee that has a decision over your right. Exactly. Because you can make a million votes, but your vote doesn't really matter when it comes down to they have a big lobbyist that pays them a fat sum of money where they can just push forward and make any law that they want that'll line their pockets because that's where we're at nowadays. Eventually... I really think that we're getting to the point, especially with social media, 
making it so readily available that we can make those decisions and make that research significantly easier rather than having to look through a 600 page document none of us are lawyers right, right. we don't have that ability to do that we don't have the you know education to do that and making laws for the common man i really think is going to be the future of everything and i'm not going to say it's going to rectify everything and i'm not going to say it's going to make equity or equality in our society but i think it's definitely a big step forward and time always has a way of pushing things through. I mean, America has gone through its own Gilded Era before. This isn't the first time where we've had a rotten out America where everybody's just so against each other and just pitted against each other. Eventually it all comes to a head. Eventually everything ends up working its way out and it's not necessarily always the best way, but it does because when it comes down to it, we all live next to each other. We're all each other's neighbors and eventually if our neighbors aren't treated equally or fairly or with respect, how can we expect to live on as a society? That. Yay! That's assuming everyone's as good of a person as you. What? That's assuming that. <laughs> What'd you say? I said that's assuming that everyone else is as good of a person as you. I don't. I maybe I'm just. I mean, I admit I'm a pessimist on this one um, because if you look at some different points in history people will ignore a lot of shit that's happening to their neighbors so it doesn't happen to them cognitive dissonance oh my god yes fuck you I'm saying it (laughs) (laughs) no I I completely agree I I definitely I like your points I'm not you can can overlook your neighbors and you can totally say you know fuck them but when it comes down to it, I, I really, I mean, you're a pessimist. I, I'm more of a realist, I would like to say. But when it comes down to it, self-preservation dictates that in order to survive, you need other people to work with you. And when the vast majority says one thing, eventually you're going to get to the point where that one thing is the right thing. Look at gay marriage, for instance, equality rights. Gay marriage 10 years ago was unheard of. The fact that it would much be in the Supreme Court, much as a law that got passed. Oh, they're going to re- overturn that, though. Don't worry about that. No, they won't. They can't. They'll, they'll overturn that. No yeah, they will. They can't. They're already, he's already trying to do an executive order to overturn transgender rights. Yeah, the whole bathroom exactly. stuff, yeah, that's all being overturned right now. No, no, executive orders are just flying left and right. Yeah, yeah. They are, but I think against you can't already executive order something. I think Title IX will actually prevent that. Just saying. He already tried it, and it's not going to go anywhere. I think so. I guarantee. You, that guy shut down real not fucking quick. just the gay community that's behind us because we all want each other to be happy. And it doesn't matter if it's gay rights. It doesn't matter if it's getting the proper medical treatment. It doesn't matter if it's a fair paycheck. We all want everything to be good for everybody. The fact that you would want somebody else to intentionally fail or fall, especially if they're your neighbor who lives close to you, who you see every day. The fact that you would want that would just make you shitty human. Where do you live? This is America. It's all about capitalism. Capitalism is all based on competition. Competition is about your neighbor being an asshole and you being better than them. Where do you live? It's not like that. Like, are you fucking kidding me? No, but it's true. I'd <laughs> it's have to all say. It's based on it's... competition. America is all about fuck your neighbor and smash their face in the dirt because that's how you get ahead, motherfucker. Like, what? are you kidding me? Where do you live? But I, I, I'm telling I, you, it I all starts from a point of personal morality, though. That's where it starts from. Let me put it this way. I would never do those things to you. I would never fuck you over so you, I can have a better standard of living. Because I've been homeless. I've been to the point where I've lived out of nothing. And I've served my country on top of that. So with all that put together, this country is the most important thing in the world to me. You know, And, and I don't think that I personally would ever 
put those people to the point where I would want to get ahead by fucking them over because that's unacceptable from a stance of morality and ethics and we're not even giving religious or biblical here it's just doing the right fucking thing as a human being is a pretty big fucking deal and I think eventually like people hate each other so much whether it's social media or out in the streets there's more to just disagreeing with each other it's okay to disagree each other it's okay to see a different point but it's one thing to hate somebody because of it and it's a different thing to see their point of view and disagree and eventually we're going to come to an impasse where this hate and this restriction of things that don't matter to one group of people but they're going to still make laws on it is totally going to go away there's there's no way that it can't because people are so educated information is so freely sought nowadays how would they not gain access to those resources everything is so readily available i mean just common sense would dictate that to make everything okay you know you would have to come to a sense of agreement it doesn't matter what the issue is clone this guy so <laughs> definitely no this sure. goes back to education that we were mentioning earlier actually is mm-hmm. not everyone's taught that in school exactly right. so if we had more brainwashing in our education <laughs> so that I'm serious so that that's what educating is you teach somebody something's right and then they learn it and they believe it's right or you learn I mean, them or you learn them you learn them teach them themselves you teach them to learn for themselves yeah, you teach them how to think things. for themselves and look at multiple sources look at what's going on in those sources look at the background critical thinking precisely yes. so I mean I think if we maybe strengthened more schools and made it more diverse in those schooling areas and made it so that everybody had different perspectives so they could respect each other more so that they actually could think about their neighbor in that manner. Like if they're thinking about their neighbor, not as an other, but as one of themselves and a classmate or uh, another person that they see all the time or whatever, that's going to create more of that community element that you're discussing, right? Which we're lacking right now. If we invested half as much into our public education systems as we do into military contracts and to everything else we source abroad to fund wars, we would end poverty because it begins with education. And you teach a man to fish, you feed him for life, right? So you... (laughs) make education accessible to all, you elevate communities, you inevitably help one another to work together because everyone is equal. You're on the same playing field at that point. And there is a huge inequality and has been from the beginning of time, probably in all places, at least in the Americas or the U.S. from what I can see. Way <laughs> You're before a the U.S. I'm just saying, no, I, just, I just see material that, that is there, you know. It's, I, just, I just think we haven't really learned from that. And there's, maybe it's because the information has been inaccessible because it has been kept 